0: hi my name is amantha imba and this is uncommon
1: uncommon and uncommon clips are produced by Neural, a digital agency built for challenger brands and talent to learn more head to neural.com that's n-e-u-r-a-l-l-e.com if you speak to most people there's a sort of resentment of purely going back into the office there's a I don't know. I feel like there's a before and after state of COVID where people understand now that they always have to be there, particularly for knowledge-based workers. Um, and then there's a general, I don't know what this su- supply and demand issue is right now. I don't know if it's because we've boomeranged back to life as it was immediately before COVID and therefore demand has shot up exponentially because people are trying to do things that they couldn't do for two years and therefore the the demand is abnormal not just that we can't get staff but there is clearly a staffing issue in a lot of different industries particularly like consumer facing industries mm. what what are the big things that you're observing at the moment that's like crystal clear in your head
0: well one thing that's crystal clear is that i reckon unless you are offering an ultra flexible working environment in terms of not just where you work from, which is what everyone seems to default talking to, but when you work, like the hours that you work and how you work. Like, you know, we, we have to be talking about output, not, you know, doing a 40 hour week now, surely. Mm. Uh, I, I think that that's absolutely huge. And, and look, I know um, at Inventium, we've tried all sorts of various things about um, making a great place to work and certainly one of my goals of starting a business as well as doing great consulting work in the area that we work in um but was also to create the the best workplace that anyone that ever works at Inventium has ever worked before um that has been a constant goal i haven't always achieved that haven't always been successful with that um but i would say right now with the team that we have 11 of us um I reckon that would be true for everyone in the team that this is the best place that they've ever worked. And uh, I reckon moving to the four-day week, which is where we pay people a full-time salary, people work for normal length days, so eighty percent of the time for a hundred percent output. So the expectation is that they will produce the output that they would produce if they were a full timer. Um, That has been the most game-changing thing that we've done. Like just the balance that that brings, um, and the the like. The impact that that has on people's mental health um has and physical health as well, uh, I would say has been better than anything else that we've done. And we've done some like you know we've done some crazy stuff like we um had uh, unlimited paid leave for three and a half years, for example, but that was nothing compared to the impact of the four day week, I would say. interesting.
1: And what what do you what what else are the other components that you
0: think have made? The
1: most sense. Like I agree with the the four day work week thing is very interesting, and a lot of people talk about it at the moment. Mm. But is there something else that's become crystal clear in the last few years?
0: Autonomy has got to be up there. Uh, we for oh gosh five or six years we've run um, a holocracy, which is basically where you get rid of managers, so people manage themselves essentially. So people will check in with our CEO. Um, on a quarterly basis uh um, but, but people set their own goals they know the company goals they set their own goals so that they you know everyone's ladders up to the to the company goals people re- like do a, a quarterly reflection where they'll be asked certain questions to reflect on the past quarter and the future quarter um they don't have a manager that they report to they might have a leader that acts as a coach but they're not a manager that reviews them um, like everyone gives each other Um, feedback. It's very much a peer feedback kind of environment for improvement. Um, and so people have a lot of autonomy, um, and autonomy is a basic driver of motivation at work and in life. Uh, but I think some people, I feel like there, there's a lot of people that are just not suited to working at Inventium because it's almost like they've, um, it's like I feel like some organizations kind of bash the confidence out yeah. of you because they micromanage you. And then you like you come to Inventium and it's like, hang on, I've got all this freedom. No, I need more like direction. What,
1: yeah, they need yeah. to they need the cookie cutter approach. Yeah, I had a yeah. mate, a very good friend of mine who worked at um this company Ibisworld, which is sort of mm. a uh what do you call it, like a data analytics company, but they're specific around industry. And so he'd come from one of the big telecom providers. Like I think it was M, not M P N, It was IONet. Mm. And he was so used to like SOPs and all that sort of stuff that like he would struggle in situations where basically there, there would be a manager who was sort of like a, a leader in that mm. regard. They'd coach you, but you, you were sort of just on your own and you were measured on, on how you were performing or your output. Mm. Um, you know, it wasn't the perfect situation for that because it was still, you know, there was some old things in the way that they operated, but it was definitely one of the most likely places where I felt you had just complete free, like no questions asked about what you're doing. If you've got the numbers, Mm. if that makes sense. So if you're doing the things right, the output components make sense and line up, then no one would really bother you which I found fascinating. But yeah, he's, he really struggled with that. Yeah. Yeah. What percentage of the workforce do you think is like that? And and is that personality or is that prior workplaces?
0: I would think that it's prior workplaces, because if we look at say self determination theory, which is one of the more popular theories of human motivation, it says that autonomy is one of three key drivers of human motivation. The other two are mastery and connection, um, human connection. So yeah, I, I think it's experiences with other workplaces. Like I feel like an in Inventium, people either thrive, they love the working environment with so much flexibility and autonomy or it makes them feel really, really uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I do think that there's a lot of, uh, particularly big corporates that are kind of ruining people for places like Inventium.
1: Mm. It's so weird. I I just always assumed it was some element of personality as well. Um, what, What do you think then of like the common traps that business owners, leaders are falling into when it comes to the way that they operate in the workplace?
0: Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting question. I mean, certainly, micromanagement terrible, uh, and you know, certainly, like from from this research that SAP commissioned around curiosity called "Capitalizing on Curiosity." Um, mm. They certainly found that managers who really encouraged curiosity in their teams, um, like that, was super important for engagement. And certainly through the work that we've done at Inventium, I mean, companies that value innovation and creativity and curiosity, they have far more engaged employees because uh, like as humans, we want to be, we want to be working on interesting problems and solving those and feeling a sense of challenge in what we do. So I think that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I think managers that are really risk adverse, are. um, are really killing people's motivation and engagement um, because they're like depriving them of the opportunities to explore and be curious.
1: Yeah. So explain this study to me. Cause that, that was how we got introduced, right. Is, mm. is part of this study. And uh, like one of the lines there was around the survey of these business leaders um, that, that SAP commissioned this piece by YouGov um, and uh, there were some things in there that I was just like, I was perplexed by like they found that leaders who strongly agree that their organization has a curious culture. So annual turnover growth of 20% on average over the last 12 months. So they were saying that relative to other turnover, that it was higher. Like how did that come into this study and what were they trying to explain with that?
0: Yeah, look, I think it's something that that we see in a lot of research where companies that do, actively promote innovation and focus on innovation. Um, particularly when times are tough, they will see those financial rewards at the other end. And, And certainly like, I know that there's some research that looked at organizations during recessions and they looked at companies that, um, that kind of doubled down on innovation versus other companies that just kind of got a bit scared and just focused on survival. Certainly the ones that doubled down on innovation, um, typically come out on top, um, financially, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, you can imagine like from an employee morale point of view as well. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, when you focus on curiosity and innovation and creativity and everything kind of within that realm, um, that is a very good and important thing for business.